I have one thing to say. You better work, bitch. Hey guys, it's Jaden. And Meezy. And welcome back to She Did That, new and improved, for RuPaul's Drag Race, All Stars 4. We're doing something different, we're changing it up, we're giving you something new, but just to start it off with a nice game called Guess the Queen. So how we're going to start this is basically we give a quote and the other person just has to sit there and tell you what that who that queen is and what season they're from. Easy as possible. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Jocelyn's drag daughter looks like the one gremlin. Remember that grim that girl gremlin in the movie? Don't pour water on that gremlin because she will multiply. Mm, I really don't know who said this. <laughs> <laughs> I you not it sounds like something Shangela would say, but I don't I don't know. I don't even have a clue. I like I remember hearing this said, but I have no no clue who said it. Calm down, Beyonce. Nope. Alright, I'm just gonna give it to you. Not today, Satan. Not today. Oh, Bianca said that? Yes. Okay. I wouldn't have gotten it. I had no clue who said it. I was trying to give you some uh some sass, some sassafras, and obviously I did not. Uh Latrice is taking me to church. I mean, my skin started smoking. Oh crap! This is actually a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. Oh um, wait. Did RuPaul say no? No, RuPaul didn't say this. It was uh, it was season four. Um, it was, I know exactly which song this was too. It was the it was the that lip sync where basically she just park and barked and lived her life. Hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know what this is. Do you want another clue or? Yeah, I really would like another. Okay, I'm working with a Dilk, a dad I'd like to kill. Oh, I'm all lost. I don't know who this is. Um, tired ass showgirl. Sharon Needles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Let's just get into it. So essentially, like, this is the first episode of All Stars Four, and we're bringing back all these queens. And essentially, while the show's going to work now, we're not going to give you no refresher of what's happened. We're just going to sit there and talk about it. Let's get into the drama. Let's get into everything. Let's just go for it, you know? Right? Make it faster. Get it done. More of a recap than a, um, just us telling you the episode instead of you watching it. Yeah. Really great show. Some thoughts. So, basically, our mini challenge today is essentially the reading challenge. Um, I don't know if, you know... Older seasons have just, you know, started being lackluster with their reads, but these reads were boring. The reads were terrible. Um, I think they're just all trying to be nice to each other, like, not be too mean. I didn't like it. It was very boring. Nothing made me laugh, really. So it was just not very good. I completely agree. Yeah, it was not that great. But moving along, Latrice won that, so shout out to Latrice. The Maxi Challenge has arrived, and essentially they're doing, you know, an all-star tradition of giving you a nice talent show. Um, some of the talent shows have given us interesting performances, such as Bibi Zahara Benet giving you 
um, that uh, that wonderful African tribal dance, maybe a Morgan McMichael saying, why are you mad? But, you know, some of the epic things of, you know, even Katya coming out being a gymnast. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. So what is it? What's bringing it to this challenge? Who's really doing it? Nobody really did it. Like nobody said, not even said, because they were doing things. Nobody did anything that made me go, oh my gosh, I'm going to go look that up because I want to watch it again. It wasn't very season 10. And when I say season 10, I don't mean last season. I mean, like, season 10 is supposed to be the bomb.com. It's a makeup community thing. Just throwing oh. it out there. I think, like, as far as, you know, these these variety shows have gone, I think this is probably one of the most consistent ones because each of them had such a unique... I don't think any of these are really going to be like, oh, I want to go watch that again, except, you know, Tatiana would see me with them hands. But I don't think anybody was really going to make you want to watch them again. I think that everyone was really consistent except two people. And honestly, I wouldn't even say two. I'd really just say one. Because Farrah fell. That was it. That was the only thing that was wrong with her performance. Kind of boring, but I expected her to do some burlesque showgirl stuff. So that being said, uh, oh, and Monique's vocals, they were stretched a little bit when she was doing them live vocals of Soak It Up. That, Just, she can't sing, I, but I thought she was trying to be funny, but I guess she really was trying. So no, she really can sing. She really can. She's a classically trained singer. She really can sing. Like, oh, well, that wasn't no. her night because that was no. terrible. She's not no. like any girl off the street. She was off key. That was the problem. Just vocals were fried. She could not hit a note. And Soak It Up was just not happening. Also, that damn sponge dress came back. I'm just like, okay. Well, it was a sponge leotard, so there's that. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was not a dress, it was a leotard. But it did look very cheap, very cheap. But I think she was just trying to pay respects to her first dress, and it just didn't come off that way to the judges or to anybody, really. I think Naomi's was the most interesting. Like, Naomi and uh, Naomi and Gia Guns were the most interesting, like, talent shows. Because, like, I was wondering, like, what is you really going to do, Naomi? You're going to, what, walk around? And literally, that's what she did. But it was a whole performance. It was campy. It was fun. I was like, okay, cool. And Gia gave you some classic kabuki. Oh, okay. Wasn't expecting that at all. At all. Um... I do not agree with Naomi's. Hers was boring and basic. I won't say it was boring, but it was basic. It wasn't anything crazy. The only thing that made it different was the fact that she pulled off her wig and she was bald at the end, which made it funny. But it wasn't... If she hadn't pulled off that wig, you wouldn't even remember. Yeah, it'd be boring. You're right. You're right. But Monique... Monique came out the gate, was like, this is not season 10. This is All-Stars 4. I have some coin. I have talent. I am confident. I will show you what I can do. And Monique came out there just out the gate, debuting her song, Brown Cow Stunning, and now available on iTunes. Like, what was that? And even Trinity giving you a tucking tutorial in in real time. Like... I definitely do not see that as a talent, but the way that she did it, Made it in fun a minute. to watch. In a minute? 
Ooh. I don't know. She does it all the time, so I feel like she should be able to do it in a minute. <laughs> like, I mean, that's like me saying that I put my contacts in in a minute. Yeah, I've been doing it for like 10 years, so <laughs> it's not it's not that big of a deal. But Trinity is known for Trinity the tuck. You know, she's supposed to give right, me that tight tuck. So, yeah, I know. So, I mean, that's cute. It goes with her whole thing. The one that I liked was Manila's, actually, just because it was really cute. And I kind of wish she would have actually done like a speed painting thing, but I I thought it was cute. I just thought what she did was cute. You know, it was very different from what you would normally see. It was fun. Didn't like the wig. I don't like non-black queens wearing Afro wigs. But the reveal was great and it gave you something very different than what I was expecting from Manila. Wasn't expecting that. Going forward, let's also get into this drama of this episode because I think that Farah is annoying this entire episode. I don't think that Farah was ready for All Stars 4. I think All Stars is supposed to be a time when you upgrade your drag, you're supposed to upgrade yourself and make a new thing. Even Naomi came to the door, lip fillers, upgrade. So, I mean, like. Okay, no, no. Hear me out. That is an upgrade. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's talk about then Trinity and her upgrade. Trinity went from being this classic pageant drag queen in season nine to being this like full on into the comedy in which she really was not into it. She didn't realize that she was a funny drag queen until like, well, season nine. So like now she's diving full form full form into the into the camp. And it was just so far. Good. But Pheromone, I've seen you do Showgirl. I've seen you do this. And I just think, like, what else are we going to do? What was your upgrade? Did you learn how to sing? So, um, I don't know. Like, date? I don't know. That's what I want to know. I want to know what Pheromone's like. Did you learn like. how to date? I don't know. I'm just giving out options. I like, understand what you're saying, but also I don't think that you necessarily have to come back with because maybe she just changed how she does her drag. Maybe she got better makeup skills. Like, if you want to be a pageant queen and that's where your heart is, I don't think there's anything wrong with coming back and still being a pageant queen. Because to me, to come back to All-Stars, like, you just need to be better in the competition. You need to compete better. Because yeah. they liked you enough to bring you back a second time. So I don't necessarily think that you have to... That you have to come back with something brand new like and honestly Gia is a special case because very. she really went through a lot and she wasn't very good on her season is the other thing pheromone she was turning out looks on her last season so what was she gonna do this se- look that's not something she had to improve um and just think do you know what i'm saying like, Gia's is definitely dramatic and will probably <laughs> Gia's is the most dramatic and will probably be the most dramatic that will ever be seen on Drag Race. But I Unless think, like... bring back somebody that was a fan favorite. Like, wasn't Penny Richards? Wasn't that her name? I always want to say that was her name. Or was she an Penny, actual drag queen? Uh, not Penny Richards. Uh, Penny, uh, first person who lost when they got the... Yeah, I know he's yes. like... Yeah. Yeah, bald if queen, Penny. Somebody, yes, yes. Yeah. If they bring back a person like that, then there will be even more of a dramatic change. But besides that, Gia I is mean, just mad that she sucked. 
when she first came on the show. And she had to go through a lot to get to where she is. And Farrah but, came back and it's kind of just like nothing has really happened. But also Farrah hasn't been off off season for as long as Gia has. Agreed. My thing with them, though, is why I, I think that the reason why, she, since we're getting into Gia Gunn being shady, I think the reason why Gia Gunn is really being shady is because, honestly, Pheromone represents all the insecurities on which Gia Gunn was. Because Gia Gunn in Season 6 and Pheromone in Season 9 served the same exact purpose. They were the fishiest queens on the block. No one can sit there and say, wow, can't clock you as a man. Literally cannot. So... To go forward and when Gia got off her season and she started realizing and transforming into the trans woman that she is today and she started doing music, she started giving you love, she started, she started, she joined the House of Edwards, became more of a choreography based queen and so that aspect. So like it was, there was a lot of things that Gia went through to become the queen that she did when she worked off season and I get it hasn't been that long for Pheromone. But then I, that's why I'm saying, like, I know it wasn't, I know not everybody's going to change in, like, 10 months or, like, two years. But sometimes people need three or four to really, truly execute what they're looking for and what they're trying to be. And I think with G, with uh, with Pheromone, like, what her true, true talent, what her extra talent's going to be, I don't think she's found it just yet. Or maybe we just haven't seen it just yet. Because right now she's looking like the showgirl that we've seen before. And really reminded me of, you know, it reminded me of that meme when Sharon Needles um, basically came for her and said, tired ass showgirl to Fifi, because it was like, this is exactly what you're giving me. I would say the only big difference that came with Pheromone was that she got more money. So she was able to put some more jewels and some stones on her outfits. She still served looks. And yes, she did get further than Gia did in the competition. But there's a, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot there in there. I really do hope that Pheromone brings it next week, though. I hope she does, too. She's going to go home because all that crying, nobody's trying to deal with it. She did, she did go that in season nine all the time. All the and time. And that, that is the one aspect in which she should have grown, okay? You're, you're an adult. Like, you saw yourself on TV crying every week. That's the place where she should have grown as a person. And that's what you choose to lean into as a brand? Seriously? You want to moan your way to the top? Oh, no, 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 no. Go home. It's really funny, though, yeah, that she said that. I was like, okay, it goes with your name, I guess. All right. But anyway, moving along, can we just get into this whole thing about Monique Hart, the heart of season 10, giving you some confident AF just confessionals, looks. I don't know. I don't know who this Monique is, but Monique is completely different to me. Like, the attitude coming into this is different than what she did when she came into season 10. I do think that she is more confident, but I don't think she had no confidence in season 10. Yeah. I felt like she was still very into herself and still really believed in herself. So... I don't see, like, a huge difference, but I definitely can see that she is taking this very seriously. Yes. She definitely did not come to play with you hoes. Except she didn't tape down that wig, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. My whole thing is, do you think that this version of Monique has a chance of winning the crown? The the version on All Stars 4, um, who's very confident very bold kind of shady but she was shady before but now it's more of like a less funny like punchline way but more of like kind of direct kind of on the side of Gia just a little bit or mm. 
does the heart of season 10, like, you know, the ooh-ah-ah sensation win this crown? Like, who do you think has a better chance of winning this crown? I don't really think that she's going to win. I don't... Does she have a chance? Yes, yes. But I don't think she will win. Because to me, her talent show thing wasn't... It wasn't very good. It was different. It was... Uh, she really tried. She put her heart into it. Haha. And all that. <laughs> but I just... I wasn't that entertained. And I was like, okay. If that is what you perceive to be your talent, then let's keep searching. Because it's got Well, she did... There. She did say in season 10 that, yes, she's a dancing queen, and we didn't see no dancing. There was not much dancing there. I would (laughs) not say that jumping around the stage and doing a couple body rolls is dancing. Like, if you are going to say you're a dancing queen, I need to see some Alyssa Edwards-level black (laughs) swan-type dancing. Because Alyssa Edwards is my queen until the day I die. So when it comes to (sighs) dancing stuff, yeah, I'm going to need you to really bring it yeah, you need to maybe maybe do, let's get this split fully done. Yes, let's get that full split. So, I have a question now. Do you What's think up? that the older season queens can compete on this modern version of the show? To be honest, I think they that certain amount of queens can do it, but they have to then work differently for it because the older way the drag race was basically seen it was really the beginning of social media and social media now runs this entire show so before you could be shady and crazy and all types of mess and you just make a fool of yourself on tv get some book and get your coin but now we have to worry about followers people hitting a million people hitting 500k trying to get a promotion you got to promote yourself make some songs like there's so much work you have to do now being a drag race queen than anything before. So I think like, for example, like Latrice, Latrice is one of those queens who's actually done all the work. She's on every tour. She's made sure she's always known. She's universally liked by a plethora, like almost all people. And there's no one who dislikes Latrice. And Manila's one of those queens also. She falls in that camp too. She was a runner up on uh, season three. And like, she had nothing, people love Manila. Manila is giving you campy, giving you fun, you know, She's literally something different than what, like, uh, let's say, um, let me give me a give me a tired queen, not tired queen, Akasha from season one. She's not Akasha doesn't do anything. Akasha no quitting drag because it's like whatever, it wasn't happening. And Sasha Bell, Sasha Bell, I believe, also quit drag, also because it just wasn't working for her. And I like I get that, but just like, like you don't hear about like Milan, you don't hear about, um. Jay Jolie as much. So, like, you have to find a way to keep yourself in the forefront. And I just hope that a lot of these older queens, the true, it's like basically a survival of the fittest for the older queens also. It is. And I think this is really about adapting. I don't think a lot of older queens do as well because they don't follow through with the social media stuff. Because if you have fans, I don't care how bad you are, how much RuPaul doesn't like you personally. If you have a lot of fans, you're going to make it through at least four or five episodes of the show because they want to keep you on there for those views. Um, And then even once you get off the show, how are we supposed to remember who you are or like care about you at all if we don't know about your life on social media? Like that's just, we follow our friends' lives on social media, you know? 
Mm-hmm. We count, like, I count talking to people through tweets as, yeah, I talked to them recently. So I think old queens just need to learn to adapt to this whole structure and they'll be fine. But until then, they'll have a lot of issues. Agreed. I completely agree. It just brings me back to this whole situation with, like, with Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy Davenport is not a social media queen. Kennedy Davenport is not going to be a social media queen. But, like, if you – I don't expect I, – I don't know. You have to also be liked on the show to actually become a social media queen. But, I don't know. There's a lot that's going there. But shout out to all the social media queens and all the queens that are at least working hard trying to make their coin. Which brings us to our new segment, What the Hell? Today's What the Hell goes to Jasmine, Jasmine Masters. Masters. <laughs> you want to start? Yes, sure. First, I just want to say, what the hell? Like, what <laughs> was that? You come in in this pantsuit. That was number one. I'm just like, okay, I guess that's how you want to enter the room, whatever. Then you decide that you want to do comedy for your routine. Cool. Hot. You're funny. Then you say that you're not going to write anything down. Girl, you went home very early in your season. So why do you think that you can just get on this stage in All-Stars with all these queens that have made it very far or have made a lot of changes and just talk and be funny? Then when you come out on the stage... You're in another pantsuit. Is that all you packed? Because I'm a little confused. Why? Why did you have to go out in that? You could have at least had a bomb outfit for when you bombed your performance. See, now my what the hell for her goes down as, yeah, that second pantsuit was not it. And then I was watching a What You're Packing with, uh, with Michelle Visage earlier, and I was just like, they were talking about how, like, that, that second pantsuit is good. Like, yes, it's not bad. It's no, it's a great garment. But, like, for this show, no, 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 no. You could have done something different, maybe a tank top. I kind of, I don't know. There's just a lot you could have done with that. You didn't have to give us two broad 1980s shoulder pad movements. We didn't ask for that. We didn't need that. We wanted something, you know, that was going to sit there and be a look. But you are Jasmine Masters, so you will say fuck you and call it a day regarding your talent on the thing you literally didn't even because you got so self-conscious about not writing anything down instead of just being the funny person that you are and relying on yourself you just sat there and then let you repeated a video that went viral and let's point something out you're only viral because of justin bieber but we're happy for that we're happy you're there we're happy that you are who you are it's just in this challenge tonight you're getting this what the hell because well also, okay, on your note of her only being viral, viral because of Justin Bieber, with that video, yes, that is true. But she still is the meme queen at the end of the day because Completely. of her like talking in the car and all that. <laughs> but definitely the most popular one is um, the one that Justin Bieber posted. Ooh. There's no doubt. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That will never not be funny. And then there's the, I don't know, there's just a lot of, Jasmine, Jasmine Master just gets her judge, and we're like, we're happy for it, but like, she didn't get her judge on the show. <laughs> and you know what? She makes her videos unplanned, which, okay, yeah, so does everybody else. Well, let me not say that. A lot of us do plan out our videos, and this is that. 
But that is very different, like how Ross Matthews said, than doing stand-up. Very. Very. But she should... No, but she should have just... I think for this challenge, because the problem with her was, essentially, she came out and she told a joke that from her viral video. Whoop-de-doo. You should have... That's cool and all. You could tell the same joke. It is about telling the same joke a thousand times and making it funny each of those times. Agreed. You could have yeah. made that funny. But yeah. honestly, at that point, you would have better luck just going up there and saying some shit about the production. You could have said anything. You yes, really. I don't. Yeah, I thought it was a re- a weird choice that she chose to do something that she had already done, but the exact same way. Well, I guess she mm-hmm. did change it a little bit, but I don't know. It was just weird. Also, I was confused as to why she didn't change it in like the first fifteen seconds when everybody was just looking like, "What's going on?" Our next segment, our new segment, Reddit on Reddit. Yes, I stole this from Monet Exchange, but it really works. Moving along. Oh, my God. So for our first um, and only story, we're going to be doing um, some drama that happened between Pearl, Season 7 alum, and Monet Exchange, All-Stars 4 contender and Season 10 alum. So during the show... Monet said some season said some things to Jasmine, well, just in general, about how like season seven was boring and season nine was boring, and how season ten was the best. Now, Pearl got a little butthurt about this, so she wanted to then get on Instagram and write a story. She says, first to clear this up, first oh, I can't read. First to clear up this moment for Monet Exchange and anyone else, season seven was cast as a fashion forward millennial season, although there were fewer comedians on season seven. We set a standard for the current, future generations of drag. We entertain people in different ways, ways camp queens cannot, she put that in bigger letters. It's us, model drag queens, that inspire young people to get into drag. It's not usually the way, other way around. She's missing some words. This is important and not to be discredited. Okay, and Monet was like, yes, and agree with all that. Pedal like in comparison, the season was still boring. Calm down, <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> the cameras were rolling. It's just throwing shade to another season. Oh God. Put a wig on, twirl, suck a dick, read a bitch. When did drag become so serious? Oh yeah, that's right. Season seven. That's some drama. Pearl was just pressed. I think she just wanted to say something to get into drama so that people would bring up her name again because she hasn't been in headlines or, you know, a big topic of conversation. So that's all I'm getting from this. She should have just sat there and ate her food because who was even checking for her? Just calm down. And Pearl cannot talk about people not being boring. She was such, she has such a monotone voice and was such a boring person on the show. Like, she might have done well in challenges and, you know, did some looks, but she was still a boring person. So she's really not the person to speak up on this. Anybody should have really been um, offended should have been Violet Chosky. Granted, she served some looks. And I will say season seven has easily given us some of the most wonderful queens that has ever, like, graced the stage and been the most successful queens, period. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, we're getting you some some Miss Fame, some Violet Tchotchkes, Jasmine Masters, Ginger Minge, to some extent, Violet Tchotchke, I said that already, Trixie Mattel. Pearl is actually very successful in her own right. Um, like, each of them has their own thing. Like, this is, like, probably the most, this is probably the only season where everyone, for the most part, 
like ninety percent of the people on this season are still like in the in the really? zeitgeist, in the media, making yeah. making things happen. That's like and people talk a lot of shit about season seven too. You know, yeah. especially since, you know, Sasha Bell cracked the code and went home first. Um <laughs> But that's all it is. I don't know. That's a mess. I don't know. Let's toot and boot now. Best and worst outfits. Let's go. First person, best outfit. No, we're doing worst. Who had the worst outfit you've seen this entire episode? Jasmine Masters. And Done. you could pick either one. <laughs> <laughs> you could pick either one of those outfits. I'm sorry, girl, but that just... Whew, that was not it. Agreed. Jasmine Masters. Honestly, I like the first one. I was like, dang, you look like you're some curtains. But, okay... I didn't appreciate that second look because honestly, when I heard you sit there and describe it, that you worked with Jamie something on that thing, and she basically just took sequin patterns and sewed that into the jacket. Oh, okay. Not trying to say that I can sew or anything, but that's all she did. (laughs) I noted. (laughs) It looked like it. Whatever. She should have got you a nice tank top, but whatever. But Best but outfit. now while Jasmine wait while Jasmine was the worst. Um, honorable Monet mention with that yes honorable mention is Monet <laughs> with that sponge that sponge leotard. leotard. <laughs> even honestly, her intro look her intro look was actually not even bad. It was just like oh okay. <laughs> it was uh, a little but, Sally Walker walking down the street type thing. It's just not yeah, special. like okay, but uh, this uh. Yeah, that's that sponge leotard. And I get it. It's a reference to like your video with Bob with Soak It Up. Wonderful. Understand that. Yish. Mm, yikes. He could have done ne- better. Could have been better. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Best outfit. Who do you think? Pheromone. That entrance outfit, her entrance outfit. It was just so beautiful. Just covered in jewels. I don't care if it's something she does all the time. It does not negate the fact that she looked the best in the room. You know, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say... Actually, I don't even know who's best look, to be honest. Um, Give me one second. No. Okay, that's... I'm going to go with, for this episode, I'm going to go with Trinity to Tuck. Because, you know what? Those are green zip ties on that dress. That's different. She was giving you mother matronly and the challenge. She then came back for a lip sync for your legacy look, looking like, um, what's her name from, from, uh, ah, from Looney Tunes, from, from Space Jam. I don't know. Lola Bunny? Not Lola Bunny. Are you talking about, Lola Bunny is from Space Jam, but are you talking about Jessica Rabbit? There we go. She's giving you these Jessica Rabbit realness over here, um, proportions and all. So I'm just going to give it to Trinity to talk. Trinity to talk. Trinity Taylor. I'm not calling her to talk. Okay. So. Well, that's strange because I really disagree with that because I thought you were going to at least say Valentina. Oh, Because her yes. entrance look was bomb. And her variety show look was great, looking like a Jennifer Lopez. Hmm. Mm, okay. Well... I said what I said. Um, you said what you said. It's how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> now, typically, we're gonna we're supposed to give people a she did that this season. We did not do that last season, but we're doing it this season. 
And who do you think did that this episode? Nobody did it this episode. Nobody. Nobody. Because nobody was just amazing in all three categories. Entrance, um, talent show, and then runway. Well, I guess runway and talent show, they almost all had the same looks. But it just wasn't there. I wasn't just amazed by somebody's entrance look and their talent. So I'm not giving it to anybody this week. You know what? And the sad thing is, I completely agree. I think that there was just a little bit of issues with everybody's little thing. Actually, I take that back. I'm going to give it to the most consistent person. I'm going to give it to Manila. Reason why? Because her entrance look was actually a reference to a season three dress that she had. Her Big Bird dress. Mm -hmm. And then she came back. She upgraded it. She got run over with some, put some bumps and bruises on it, some band-aids. Basically the same Mm -hmm. exact thing. I love that. You know, upgraded version. Her variety show, yeah, she was giving you a Bob Ross wig. But then it revealed in something different. The talent show wasn't bad. I think she did that this episode. I really do. If I had to give it to somebody with the way that you just just described it, sure, I'd give it to her. But I I liked her entrance outfit. It just wasn't the best to me. Mm. And I feel like she got shown up by Valentina and by Pheromone. So that's why I wouldn't give it to her. But I can agree with that. And with her entrance look, she did what Monet should have done with her talent show look. But I'm going to let it go. Mm. And with that, we are done. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of She Did That. We're going to be coming at you every week, okay? Hold us to it or don't. We don't care. You'll hear it when you hear it. Exactly. Now, you can follow us easily at at Jaden L. Bradley. And at Almesia. And don't forget to subscribe slash follow us on um, our Twitter. I don't know why I subscribe. Well, we're about to have a YouTube <coughs> Don't tell no one. Um, <laughs> at she did that pod, <laughs> and that's been it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.